The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Two Americans back on U.S. soil after surviving a deadly kidnapping in Mexico. The other two are dead. What they were doing when they crossed the border from Brownsville into Matamoros. And temperatures running nearly 10 degrees warmer than normal during this first week of March. But cooler weather is coming in your first warning forecast. Providers are scared to treat cases like ours without guidelines from the state. Texas women are suing the state to clarify when abortions are allowed under the law. Thanks so much for joining us this evening. I'm Daniel Marin. And I'm Avery Travis. Five Texas women nearly died, they say, because the way the state's abortion law is worded has doctors too afraid to perform life-saving procedures. Capital correspondent Monica Madden explores the legal path ahead. My heart broke into a million pieces. Anna Zargarian says she's always wanted to be a mom. I didn't even know a pain like that could exist. But a complication in her pregnancy meant her child would not survive, and her doctors told her their hands were tied. All they could do was wait and see if I would go into labor naturally or suffer a life-threatening complication that would allow them to intervene. She says her doctor told her to find help outside of Texas. I spent the next few hours coordinating flights, hotels, and worst of all, trying to find an out-of-state abortion clinic that could schedule me immediately. Zargarian is one of the five women suing Texas over its 2021 law. The women say they were denied necessary and potentially life-saving care because medical professionals throughout the state fear liability under the state's abortion laws. Legal experts say their lawsuit faces a tough and long road ahead, which is why some legislators are trying to make more immediate changes by clarifying exceptions in the law. So I'm not sure how successful this case will be in the long term. Um, Texas will also probably argue that the law itself does provide uh, uh, exceptions. Senator Brian Hughes, author of that abortion law, already made that argument in an August letter to the Texas Medical Board, saying his law, quote, expressly allows for a physician to perform or induce an abortion if there's a medical emergency. I have lost one baby already. Lauren Miller lived that experience. Now pregnant again, she's worried the current law could put more women at risk. Because I don't want anyone else to go through anything like what we went through. Monica Madden, KXAN News. Monica, thank you. Texas Republicans have not signaled openness on walking back their abortion laws. Instead, they're focusing in on support options for mothers. You can read about some of those proposals right now in our article. It's about Speaker Dade Phelan's legislative priorities in general. It's right now on KXAN.com. Two of the four Americans fired upon by a gunman and then kidnapped in Mexico are dead. The two others are now back in the U.S. Alice Barr has new information about the victims and why they came to the border town. Sirens sounding as ambulances cross onto U.S. soil, carrying two American citizens to a Texas hospital after a terrifying kidnapping that left one of them injured and two others dead. We extend our deepest condolences to the family and loved ones of the deceased. The group of four had crossed the border through Brownsville, Texas, into Matamoros, Mexico, seeking a medical procedure, according to family members, when they came under heavy gunfire. Attacks on U.S citizens are unacceptable. A law enforcement official calling it a likely case of mistaken identity and saying this video shows a group of armed men loading the Americans into a pickup truck. 
they were not worried about what they were doing in broad daylight. They were not worried about using violence. Citing crime and kidnapping, the U.S. State Department has since October warned Americans not to travel to Matamoros and the surrounding area. The Biden administration today vowing to fight cartel violence. The DEA and the FBI are doing everything possible to dismantle and disrupt and ultimately prosecute the, the leaders of the cartels and the entire networks uh, that they depend on. We have imposed powerful new sanctions against cartel organizations in recent weeks. Mexican officials say the four U.S. citizens were found by joint search actions and that work is underway to capture those behind the kidnapping. And the task forward is to ensure that justice is done. A tragic ending and a stark warning for Americans considering nearby spring break destinations. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. Spring breakers who will be descending on Florida beaches soon may be greeted with an unpleasant surprise. That's hundreds of dead fish. Red tide is currently impacting beaches all along Florida's Gulf Coast from the Tampa Bay area to Sarasota and Pinellas counties. The harmful algae blooms that grow in the sea can be toxic to fish. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, another cloudy start to the day with some drizzle and fog early, but just as promised, the clouds slowly breaking up into some peaks of sun, especially west of I-35 this afternoon. It is still mostly cloudy, very warm and muggy this evening. 79 right now at the Palms Car Wash Cam in northwest Austin. I know you can feel the humidity. Look how high it is. Close to 70% humidity in Austin, 83% relative humidity right now on I-10 in Flatonio. But things are changing changing later this week. We've got a strong cold front dropping temperatures to jacket weather territory in Oklahoma City right now. And this thing is heading here, but the timing, it's going to take a while. We'll talk about when to expect it and when we warm back up in first warning weather. A 19-year-old charged with manslaughter and racing on a highway causing death. Austin police say Silverio Castillo Hortolano hit and killed a 49-year-old woman. That's Denise Maxine Cunningham. This happened on Valentine's Day. The crash happened on the service road of Ed Bluestein Boulevard, just a few blocks south of Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Divers pulled a woman's body from a car early this morning in Lake Austin. This was in Terrytown near Walsh Boat Landing. Neighbors called 911 just after after 3.30 this morning after hearing a woman scream for help. Rescue swimmers pulled a woman in her 30s from a submerged car. Police say they don't believe any foul play is involved. Well, the FAA is investigating after a runway incident at the Sarasota Bradenton International Airport. It says an air traffic controller cleared an Air Canada Rouge A321 to take off right at the same time on the runway that an American Airlines B737 was cleared to land. This was back on February 16th after the controller advised the American crew that the Air Canada plane was departing, the American flight crew discontinued their landing. The FAA does estimate the planes were about 3,100 feet apart right when the American flight crew began to climb out. Well, in the meantime, the Justice Department filed a lawsuit today to block the JetBlue Airways takeover of budget carrier Spirit Airlines. The impact of this merger will be particularly harmful for travelers who rely on what are known as ultra-low-cost carriers in order to fly. Those include working and middle-class Americans who travel for personal as opposed to business reasons and who must pay their own way. 
Now, if the $3.8 billion sale goes through, it would eliminate Spirit Airlines, the largest ultra-low-cost carrier in the U.S. JetBlue would become the nation's fifth largest airline, which it says would allow it to better compete with the major airlines. Two more eyedrop brands are being recalled. Which brands to double-check in your medicine cabinet because one of them could cause vision loss? Last fall, voters said no to a major school bond proposal, and now Leander ISD is looking at new options, and some parents don't like what they're hearing. And what military leaders are saying after members of Congress press them on whether enough is being done to protect the mental health of service members. The husband of Vice President Kamala Harris will travel to Austin next week to speak at South by Southwest. Douglas Emhoff will discuss gender equity and advancing women's rights in the U.S. and around the world. Emhoff married Harris in 2014. He previously worked as an entertainment attorney, but left his firm due to concerns about conflicts of interest. He's also the first Jewish spouse of either a U.S. president or vice president. And the South by Southwest Festival kicks off Friday, and several downtown area roads will be fully or partially closed for a week and a half. We've got a map, a full list, and a guide for you on how to get around the festival for you at KXAN.com. Now, that includes shuttle times and walking maps. The FDA says two more eyedrop brands are now being recalled because of contamination risks that could lead to vision problems or even blindness. Pharmedica's purely soothing 15% MSM drops are over-the-counter. They're meant to treat eye irritation. Apotex is recalling six lots of prescription drops that are supposed to treat glaucoma. There's no indication right now that these eye drops are related to a different brand of eye drops made in India that are linked to an outbreak of drug-resistant infections. Well, another day with 10 degree above normal temperatures. We've gotten used to these over the past couple of weeks. Highs so far in the city hitting 81. Average is 71 at the airport. Very similar hitting 80 degrees. Thankfully, those records are pretty hard to catch these days at 90 at ABIA. Coming up, your first warning forecast with a cold front this week and a stronger one next. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to shelfgenie.com Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Leander ISD needs to decide if it should close two of its schools. Dozens of parents went to a public meeting the district held last night to talk about the topic. And it comes at a time when the population is booming in one part of town and dwindling in the other. KX fans Mercedes Hernandez met with parents working to keep all the schools open. This packed Leander ISD cafeteria hosted parents instead of pupils Tuesday night for the latest public forum on the district's 10-year plan. And parents got a little fired up. As a part of that 10-year plan, it includes the repurposing of an elementary school. Christina Hardy is LISD's chief communications officer. She says parents concerned about that change made up most of the big crowd. This comes after voters rejected a $720 million bond proposal in November. The proposed long-term plan is meant to keep up with growth in the northern part of the district. LISD wants to turn some existing campuses into other facilities. And because enrollment has dwindled in the southern part of LISD, the district can consolidate some classrooms. If we are able to implement parts of the long-range plan successfully, um, we can stave off building an additional middle school and then postpone the building of an additional high school. Leander ISD moms Rachel and Heather started a petition that asks the district to hold off on any decisions for now. 
They say the district lost enrollment during the pandemic that it's yet to gain back. Superintendent Bruce Gearing mentioned that in Tuesday's forum. A little over a thousand students that we lost during COVID. They say their part of town is set for a boom, and depending on when their school is repurposed, overcrowding could become a problem. We're seeing a big increase in, in the population of, of young kids. And if you take away our schools, where are you going to put them? And Leander, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. And the district says there are four to five campuses it's considering for repurposing over the course of its 10-year plan. We actually got tipped off to this story by several viewers who sent us emails. You can do the same. Just send them over to reportit at kxan.com. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, you may recall we just wrapped up a tie for the ninth warmest meteorological winter in Austin records out of more than 120 years of record keeping. And so far, meteorological spring has started even warmer. The month of March, the first week of it now closing in the books tonight. And look at this again, out of 125 months of March, we are currently in sixth place for one of the warmest starts to the month on record average day and night temperatures nearly 10 degrees above what is normal normal is near 60 degrees day and night right now it is another very warm humid spring-like day clouds have been a little slower to break over austin 79 degrees the current temperature a little more sun out west of 281 so we've got some 82s in mason and lano counties 78s in blanco and fredericksburg and lots of upper 70s to near 80 in our eastern tier of counties the warm, humid air streaming in again on a southeasterly breeze. This is like a summer weather pattern, 5 to 15 miles an hour, driving in all of that humidity. The pollen count is still crowded, but cross your fingers it stays like this. Everything's still staying manageable. Ash, cedar, oak, a couple others here, including other trees and grass all remaining in low concentrations. Not much to show you here locally, except for a few showers and thunderstorms up in the Panhandle and in Oklahoma. But here's the weather pattern. It's kind of interesting over the next few days. Big high pressure, again, a summer-like pattern, parked over the Gulf with humidity streaming in on the west side of it because of the clockwise flow that we see. Now, at the same time, this southeast flow is actually holding off a different wind, a north wind coming into the Panhandle with a strong cold front parked not far from San Saba in Lampasas counties this evening. Look at this, it's 93 in Laredo, but 50 degrees in Amarillo, even some 40s in Oklahoma. That cold front is going to make it here, but not as quickly as it appears. Temperatures this evening stay warm and muggy. Southeast winds continue tomorrow, even as the cold front creeps even closer to our northern hill country. I don't think any of us see this cooling air tomorrow, and we certainly don't on Thursday, as southeast winds give this front a brief kick even farther out of our area leading to warmer temperatures locally. But Thursday night into Friday morning, here it comes. North winds briefly get a nice uh, return into our area. This could drop temperatures pretty significantly midday Friday, albeit just briefly. I mean literally for one day before the front backs out of here. Not much in terms of rain over the next couple of days, but if we fast forward to when the front is approaching, Thursday night, watch the northern hill country along that boundary. We could see a few showers, a few thunderstorms. This is not expected to be a severe weather event at all as it looks right now. In fact, Friday morning as the front pushes through our area and even lower coverage and lower intensity of the rain that we're seeing just a few overrunning showers under cloudy skies and even that kind of dwindles by midday into the afternoon so 
Forecast rain totals lackluster. The drought continues. The lake levels will not be boosted by this event at all. Just a few hundredths of an inch unless you are lucky to be under one of those thunderstorms. Tonight's forecast very warm, not quite records, but close to it. 65 degrees. The record warm overnight low is 70 for tomorrow morning. Southeast winds bring in a little fog, a little drizzle by morning, and then clouds slowly break tomorrow afternoon. A day just like today and just like yesterday. Groundhog Day, 82 degrees tomorrow. The seven-day forecast has warmer weather on Thursday, but here comes that brief appearance of some more seasonable temperatures. Finally back to normal just for Friday after that 50% chance of rain. Highs only at 72. But warm winds bring back the humidity and the 80s as we jump our clocks forward an hour for daylight saving time this weekend. If you are in the market for some cooler spring weather, I think a front early next week will be more successful in bringing some. Highs near 70 next Monday and Tuesday and low temperatures chilly. Back in the 40s. Uh, David, thank you very much. Well, just ahead, what military leaders are telling lawmakers about their efforts to improve the mental health of our service members. Weight Watchers is getting into the prescription weight loss business. It's purchased Sequence, a telehealth operator that can prescribe medications under brand names including Ozempic, Wagovi, and Trulicity. Weight Watchers stock jumped more than 31% this morning after the big announcement. Senators today took a deep dive into gaps into military health care. President Biden will release his proposed budget later on this week. As Jesse Turnier reports, the Pentagon's top health officials revealed their efforts to combat what many call the biggest issue facing service members, mental health. The access to mental health was just completely inadequate. Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy said the Navy failed the crew of the aircraft carrier USS George Washington. Between April 2021 and 2022, at least seven of its soldiers died, with multiple deaths ruled as suicides. There is still a final investigation that is uh, outstanding, but what can you tell me today about how we're changing conditions? The Surgeon General of the Navy, Rear Admiral Bruce Gillingham, said all recruits now learn stress reduction techniques and meditation. And leaders have a new mental health playbook with ways to prevent suicide. From the Secretary of Navy on down, uh, we have taken this issue very seriously. But Murphy and other senators brought up a larger cultural issue within every branch of the military that they say these tragedies put in the spotlight. Reported that they were often hesitant to seek mental health treatment through Navy channels because they were under the impression that it would affect their future career opportunities. The Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs, Dr. Lester Martinez-Lopez, said culture takes a while to change. We're really making headways, but we're not done yet. Martinez-Lopez said the Pentagon is taking a public health approach to mental health to make asking for help easier for service members and ultimately save lives. Mental health is health. It's like anything else we need. In Washington, I'm Jesse Tenor. All right, we have no reruns tonight on KXAN. It's an all-new Night Court at 7 and then American Auto at 7.30. Then the auditions continue on the new season of The Voice at 8 o'clock. And then at 9 o'clock, it's the start of a new season of That's My Jam, hosted by Jimmy Fallon. And then we're back with KXAN News at 10. Or you can join us one hour earlier on KXAN News at 9. That's over on the CW Austin. Here's where to find us over the air or on your television provider. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.